I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Smell! You know that gasoline smell! Smells like... Victory. Our high school guidance counselor used to ask us what you would do if you had a million dollars. Didn't have to work. And then invariably, whatever you'd say, that was supposed to be your career. So if you wanted to fix old cars, then you're supposed to be an auto mechanic. So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Inatech. No, you're working at Inatech because that question is bull to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean up if they had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke. Don't do If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Hello and welcome back to Saxon Jackson. I'm Tom. I'm Ed Burn on the board. SP Futures down nine. NASDAQ futures down 27. What are they doing down? Wow. Yeah. Dow futures down 50. We're not supposed to be. Our six, seven stacks are not supposed to be down. They're supposed to be up every day. Up, up, up. Up, up and away <laughs> to the moon, Alice, to the moon. There we go. A little Ralph Cramden for you. Just a little something for good you. Good stuff, yeah. The good stuff. Do we have Mr. Kevin? We do indeed. Kevin, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Tom. Good who we got Andrew there? No, not Andrew. We got, uh, morning, we got Matt. Matt. Hey, it's Matt here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we got Matt there. Yeah, and then uh, and then good morning, listeners. Yeah. So, uh, so the Bulls already could be the second best team in basketball. Cubs are kicking ass on Tampa Bay. All's good, eh? Wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up. The Cubs have been kick- well, not kicking ass, but beating Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, and I and I still remain confused as to why they're teams from that area are named after the body of water and not the city, which is not Tampa Bay, it's Tampa. Um, but aside from that, uh, maybe it'd, be it's like, it'd be like having the Lake Michigan Bears or something. Um, yeah. It's a Florida thing, I guess. Isn't though the... Uh, I'll take a stab at this, which I don't think is quite... Isn't the... Doesn't the Bay have a lot more cities around it than just Tampa? Sure. Maybe that's St. why Petersburg, they, Clearwater, etc. It's maybe that's why they did it. It'd be like having the uh, the Chicago uh, standard metropolitan statistical area bears or the Cook County bears or something. See, there you have it. Now, now you're now you're catching on. Yeah, it's a standard metropolitan. Well, you SMSA. Know, I, yeah, SMSA. I never really uh, took a look. I'm actually I'm not a big Floridaite. Uh, how much of the surrounding of the bay is actually Tampa, the city of Tampa? Is it just a piece of it? It's a huge bay. Well, you know, that, that's a good question, and uh, maybe Matt could look it up, that we have the, uh, the the question is, what has the larger population, Tampa or St. Petersburg? Mm-hmm. Is the uh, stadium, well, the stadium nobody shows up at, right? That's all they were talking about last night was how the uh, <laughs> how they must come to... The, the the crowd at Wrigley must be a, uh, something to behold even for those guys because there's never anybody. Uh, yeah, I think the I think the problem for them more than anything else is that uh, nobody grows up there. <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody's a transplant. So, you know, uh, people will go out to see their teams. You know, uh, Yankees come to town, they're gonna they're gonna get something of a crowd. 
um, and, uh, and and it just goes on like that. It just depends on on who uh, um, who happens to be in town. Are you a proponent of the the, the Chip Carey comment that uh, there should only be one team in Florida and it ought to be in Orlando? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. Just uh, you know, it's uh, uh, it's, it's interesting. I was I was thinking of you the other day, being as formerly spent some time in Milwaukee. Is evidently the ma- Major League Baseball is starting to give the quiet threats to the Brewers regarding their stadium. I don't know if you read that. Yeah, I, I did hear that. That, uh, um, that apparently the upkeep has been uh, a little less than uh, desired, even though they have changed uh, naming rights sponsors. Um, and you know, so when the like, for example, when the White Sox first did it, when they, uh, when they went to U.S. Cellular, they got a lot of money to sink into the um into the stadium and you know if you recall people didn't really like uh the ballpark all that much and by uh but the redo uh, in my opinion made it pretty nice yeah for those that don't recall the sax stadium who was the upper deck was i'm going to say somewhat akin to absurd and these all these seats that went way up with no, not even a little roof whatsoever. It looked like something like a high school stadium. It looked really weird. Well, it had an antiseptic feel to it as well. People used to refer to it as Comiskey Mall. <laughs> well, but then, uh-huh. the, 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 but the rehab essentially took. Uh, here's another Matt lookup. I'm going to say took 15 to 18 rows off the top, and put and like put a, a cover. Put a cover. Uh, a cover that comes out. I'm going to say right. over halfway to the upper deck because I've sat up there in, in the shade and it was nice. I can't imagine what it was like before. I do have those uh, uh, St. Petersburg and Tampa population numbers if you want them. Sure. Uh, St. Petersburg, at uh, just according to the 2020 census, uh, at 258,000. Tampa at 387,000. Uh, the total Tampa Bay area, three million over over 3 million people. Wow. About, yeah. Okay, so that's probably why they do it, because St. Pete is actually the larger of the two cities. And actually, uh, Tampa would be the larger of yeah. the two. Oh, yeah. Give me the give me those numbers again, just the St. Petersburg of at uh, two hundred fifty-eight thousand, just a little bit over, and Tampa at three hundred eighty-seven. Oh, okay. 000, so yeah. Tampa's a little bit, yeah, just a little, about, yeah, almost fifty percent. But the two of them together mm-hmm. are only a, a, a quarter of the area. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's weird. Three million people in the Tamp- Tampa Bay area. There you go, Kevin. All right. Well, there I used you to have go, it. I used to go out to Vegas. There weren't a million people in the state of uh, Nevada. Now there's three million in Tampa Bay. That's interesting. Uh, but anyway, they, they they did that big rehab to the place. But I, I think the the uh, Sacks never paid anything. I think it was the, the uh, Metropolitan or it was the Sacks Stadium Authority, whatever it is. Um, well, I, I know a big part of the naming rights was uh, was money for the project as well. It could be, yeah. I mean, how, how much? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. It's been a long time, but I, th- I think they made it a much nicer ballpark, and that's you know that that was the thing because I didn't know that they could really pull that off. But they went away from the light blue seats to a green, which is kind of a better feeling, you know, uh, the dark green, um, better feeling atmosphere to the park. Mm. Didn't have that mall feeling to it. Um, and uh, you know, there. I, I think they did, and, and then they added a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to do in the outfield. Yeah. Um, it, you know, nice, nice little saloon out there. So you know, they they did really good things to it to make it a pretty good place to go see a game. Now, the only um, uh, 
this is way too much detail for most people, but when you look at a, a, sa- a park like Saks Park, and I think there's a bunch of them because the architect that did that did Cleveland, did did uh, Baltimore. I think they've done all kinds of them. I mean, they, they, they group in Kansas City, and you'll and you'll find that most of their stuff, the pitches are all the same. Everything I mean, it's, every stadium has a lot of stuff different about it, but the, the basic blueprint is kind of the same. And when you look at the seats, and they swoop up from the field in this really nice, like almost like a pie-shaped sort of thing, uh, and it looks pretty cool and even. Try and put your fanny in one of those seats. If, if, if you go buy a season ticket or buy a ticket, if you don't go out and put your butt in there first, you are doing yourself a disservice, at least one part of your body. Because they go from, because my buddy Larry, who works here at PTI, had season tickets forever. Right, they were right behind home plate, and they got moved out by the scout seats. And he ended up in a row where, I mean, you could barely, we're not talking about butt size, Kevin. If you and I are sitting there, our, our shoulders are touching. So Larry's complaining to the sacks, and they kept telling him, oh, what, what are you talking about? Well, one day he gets there real early with a tape measure. <laughs> and and it, it goes from, like, the first row, say, is uh, there might be eight seats in it. Okay, and, and the seats are, are uh, say, 17 inches across, which is a pretty good-sized seat. It's like a parking lounger. And uh, maybe 17 and a half. Well, then the next row, uh, they, might have, they might put an extra seat in, and they're 14 and a half. So then there's like there's might, there's eight rows eight seats in the first row nine in the second, then the third one might have nine seats in it and they're an inch and a half wider, then the fourth one has nine seats and an inch and a half wider, and then the fifth one has ten seats and they're back down to the fourteen and a half. It's really it's really weird. If you're in the wrong seat, he had the skinny ones and they were they were brutal. And the guys in front of him had the had the barker lounger seats, leg rooms more too. So we'd go and the minute. We'd never sit in the same row until the guys in front of him showed up, and then we'd, then we'd squeeze into his seats. I mean, there were, if you went and got four hot dogs, four guys sitting there, it was really something. But, you know, it, they look good. <laughs> you just didn't want that row. Well, and then in the upper deck, the pitch was so steep. Yeah. Um, and, and, it was, and it just got worse the farther up you got. It, it, it's not that the pitch got worse. It's just that the, the feeling did. I, I remember one of the papers, and I don't remember which one, ran a uh, – uh, a cartoon shortly after the ballpark opened showing a hot dog vendor with a climbing hook. Well, you also, um, you know, I do a little... That's, that's where you're supposed to chuckle and go, hey, yeah, well, I mean, funny, I, I, I don't. I mean, it doesn't surprise I me. What I was thinking way. about is that if you had a, a home with that kind of a pitch, there's no way you get away without a railing. Mm. And they didn't have one. I mean, there's, I don't see how the hell that got by any kind of inspector. You not have a railing and those steps going up. Well, let's not rule out incompetent government. Well, as you notice, when they redid the... Uh, or, or dishonest. When they re- redid the Irish uh, basketball state, or just there's, there's a railing, yeah. right? The, yep. Irish, the convocation, and that's nowhere near as steep as uh, Sox Park. Correct. We notice these little things on, on you know, like Stacks and Jackson stuff. That's what, you know, that's what we yeah, do. Yeah, we're, we're nothing if not observant. Yes, we are mm-hmm. We are observant, which probably isn't a good, good thing to be in today's world. But uh, So what a... Uh, I was talking to my uh, nephew, and well, it's Monday we had a party for his his little niece. At where's she's uh she just turned six, and her her action comment was, "Well, now I have to be six for a while. I was five for a while." <laughs> and I said, "Okay, she's got life figured out. Yeah, yeah. She got it. She's got it figured out. Got the plan set up. Yeah, yeah. got to get it all figured out. And uh, what a sweet little kid. I mean, she's just a 
Um, uh, my my, Matt, my nephew Matt uh, married this lady whose parents well she's Polish but the parents speak Polish in the home so she can speak pretty much a lot of Polish too which is pretty cool since I uh, I have enough trouble in English let alone I'd like to have another language but uh, I don't I guess I got South Side is that another language oh it's actually it's an alien language it, it could very well be but it, my, one of my nephews is in the uh, metal uh, working business talking about uh, all they, you know, they make parts for a lot of people that uh, that still do all their metal stuff here. And he's saying that some of these people have lines that have been shut down for a while, and now they're opening them up, and all of a sudden they need all these parts. And they're not near as crazy busy as they were six months ago, but they've been trying to hire two people for really quite a while. And they've got missives out to Richard J. Daly College and Moraine Valley. They're trying to hire a uh, an inspector, a part inspector, and they're trying to find another machinist, I think. Um, he says some of the, the, the Why do you need an inspector? Just make it right. Make it right the first time. Well, it's <laughs> they've had a couple of issues where they haven't. They think that they used to have one, and then they got retired. Now they found they have problems without one. Let's put it that way. Uh, but he says some of these the, the companies that are absolutely kicking ass are uh, are Owens Corning, making all the roof stuff. Evidently, all these hailstorms and hurricanes and stuff. Those guys they they can't make enough roofing shingles and stuff. I mean. It, they're opening up a, a couple of lines they haven't, that have been shut down for 20 years, which is, you know, great for them. I, I, mean, I don't really like the reason for it, but I think also a lot of people have been put off roofs for a long time and things like that. He says some, some pockets uh, are, are really, really busy, and generally hiring people is they bought a couple of the machines at the, at the machinery show last year, and they got delivered, and uh, evidently they're, they're doing real well. Uh, they were worth it. Um, so there's, there's some... Uh, Really good stuff going on, Kevin. It still isn't really necessarily a match. We're, we're, you know, we were talking to him, and I said, "Well, you know, Tim, if you had a, uh, you know, a seventeen-year-old kid, and he was going off to college, would would you, as good as business is now, and we've got all the stuff coming back, you know, some of the stuff coming back from overseas, and those industries look pretty good right now. Are they still a thirty or forty-year industry? And I don't know, Kevin. Is it, was that something you'd want to? Would you? Would you? Put your stack. I mean, I gotta believe we're still gonna be making Tootsie Rolls and all the other kind of stuff like that, and roofing shingles, like for a long time. But it's yeah, I, look, I I think uh, you know you will see a lot of evolution, and I, you know, and and this sort of ties into the AI discussion of the week. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I, I I sent you some stuff, um, or I sent you an article. I don't know if you had a chance to read it yet. Um, that really gets into you know what are people doing with AI right now, and it's really stuff like. You know, there's certainly, you know, some work with advanced ro- robotics where, um, you know, you, you just basically you lump in, lump in there the uh, the topic of machine learning, too, because it's, it's the ability for the, some of the machines to learn about themselves, understand when they're going to need maintenance, when they might need maintenance ahead of schedule, when they might not need maintenance, when you normally schedule it, and they'll give you an, enough advance warning for you to do that. And then they'll start coordinating load levels with each other. Um, especially if you have multiple lines uh, making things, so you know that all that kind of stuff is is real today, and it's happening today. It's not everywhere yet, but that's what's happening. But is are we going to go to uh, you know fully automated, you know basically the lights out type of factory where you only need a few people to keep everything running, and you don't need any employees? Uh, I know of one local company that. <coughs> 
that built such a factory about four years ago and they're still scuffling to really make it work for them so conceptually it's there but it's not something that everybody is implementing really easily and so you know that's the long answer to saying yeah there's really good uh, careers that pay you the middle class type of money um, that uh, uh, and you can do you can do it indefinitely the important thing is just get yourself focused on lifelong learning so that you're up to date and when things do start to change you're prepared for it what um i seem to recall you know again it's snippets of memory a lot of stuff with this this sort of happened in some areas i remember commercials that were about refrigerators this has to be you know decade and a half ago kevin where your refrigerator is going to tell you when it needs this part it's going to tell you when this thing's going. It's going to say that this particular motor lasts 12 years, and you're 11 and a half years into the refrigerator's life, and it's going to it's going to recognize how much produce you have in the produce thing and adjust the thing. I haven't heard that in ages. Did all that stuff just get tossed? No, it's still it, it's there. The question is, you know, how much you're willing to pay for it. Well, so people just said they're not paying up $200 for that fridge, and they just just disappeared, or what? Well, it, it's an upcharge. So, you know, can you get smart? Appliances, yeah. There's all kinds of smart appliances on the market um, that will do just that. But by the same token, is have they really caught on? Uh, you know, well, you know, only to the extent that people are willing to pay for, pay extra for it. And you know, what are people willing to pay extra for? That's uh, that has um, you know computing logic built into it, and that's televisions right now, and that's that's kind of it. Yeah, I, uh, and and there may be a few, you know, a few early adopters out there who were who are interested in the rest of it, but that's not everybody. What? Um, and that's a typical product life cycle, by the way, where you do get people who will start adopting things early, and the more that they sell, even if it's very very gradual, um, and the more they sell, uh, the more people are, you know, the, the cheaper the production cost gets as they build the experience in making them, and as the price starts to come down, people start, more people start using it. What, uh, how, how do you get to the, um, I don't know, I, I can't, you can't put yourself into the people's places because I know in a lot of this stuff, I just, I just want something simple, I want it to work for a while, I mean, I'm just, that, that's just me, I don't want to worry about my fridge or whatever else kind mm-hmm. of stuff, I, um, where, where do you get? I was watching this this morning on the way in about some some show. It was the last show last night. I had a bunch of people listening to. Can you can you overcomplicate this stuff? I, mean, I don't want to get a big discussion about cable TV, but we have a, we'll have Dan Janitas by the way in the studio tomorrow morning. He's in town. That should be fun. Wow, he's yeah. in for the whole show. Uh, you know, if I didn't have to leave for Indianapolis at six a.m., I'd say uh, let me get in there and let get and join you guys. Uh, not in the studio, but. Uh, come over for dinner or something well allegedly so I, have to be, I have to be in indy for a couple of days so we're gonna uh, go out and have an adult beverage tomorrow night and allegedly there's gonna be a jan flanagan sighting wow well, that could mm. happen huh what, what are you, what's what's your over under on that hmm you're just looking for percentage here um you know i'll, I'll go 60 i think really I think john, mm. yeah i think john will be there well that's cool it'd be good to see him um but we're, I, it's always I, good to see john i can't get over the, the scattering of uh of this television product, right? It's, well, obviously, it's not just television product; it's computer product and everything. I mean, I I, I don't see how this in, industry. Obviously, you know, when we were young, you had your three channels. Plus, in Chicago, you got Channel Nine, you know, and then and then you got uh, UHF, and you end up with Channel Thirty Two, which became Fox. 
and he had 44, and I don't know what happened to 44, but you, know, you end up with like four channels if you were cool. South Bend, we only had three, right, unless you had a, a satellite or a satellite. An antenna could get you something from Chicago, which we had to go to a bar to get, right, Kevin? Uh, so all of a sudden you get this cable, and there's like infinite number of channels, and it takes them forever to fill them up. And I don't think anybody ever dreamed that with the, with the cable bill that you get, all of a sudden you're, you know, it's going to be even more than that because it's a ridiculously high bill to most people. And all of a sudden you got all these splinter sort of things. What kind of model is that? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, disparaging it, although maybe it sounds like I am. How do you, how do you have a cable bill of, you know, 200 and some bucks and all of a sudden you need like five other places where you got to give five or ten dollars to? I mean, I, I don't see how that's, that design is a long-term thing, Kevin. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. They, they obviously, they think they must be doing okay, but how is it that you you got to pay six bills or something just to get? When you're, well, you know, here's here's where it's going to go, though. Um, as as people build out five G, and you're already starting to see, you know, in the in the major metropolitan areas where they do have a significant five G build out, you're already starting to see ads to get their five G modem. Um, and what what does that mean? It just means what what are you doing with it? It's it's wireless like you get on your phone, and you can use your phone as a hotspot for internet, but it's not speedy. Um, it, it's not it's certainly not fast enough for streaming. And so people still have cable brought into the home or fiber optic brought into the home, and uh, and then you can subscribe to whatever you want for entertainment, whether it's the cable company or whether it is. Um, you know, you're buying Hulu or, or YouTube TV or whatever, and you can you can pretty much build a, a pretty good a la carte menu out of that. So uh, so we have that going on. Well, once it goes wireless, and, and and the cable companies know this, but once we get 5G built out, you don't have those same latency issues because all of a sudden, over the, you know, out of the air, you can pull. A, you know, really high-speed um, transmission rates. Remember, I keep telling you about enabling technology. Yep. So this is what's this is what's next. So you're going to get a lot of a lot of high speed, and the latency goes down. So right now, one of the problems with uh, with all of this is the latency. This little time it takes for each packet to um, from when it's sent to when it's received, and so you get you know you five uh, G is going to reduce the latency, or it is reducing the latency, and so now it becomes very feasible for you to say I don't need to pull any kind of wire into my home. I can just um, I, I can just go ahead and um, subscribe out of the air. It's part of my telephone bill for you know my cell bill for lack of a better way of doing it uh, saying it you know they'll charge it for it and they'll charge it for the service but it's basically like subscribing for cell service and now you can start picking and choosing which entertainment uh, packages you want a la carte take Comcast as an example or Xfinity now I guess they're calling yep. it. Uh, Xfinity is an example they are going to milk cable as long as they can um, but do you ever see ads for subscribing to cable anymore? Not even on Xfinity. What are they selling? They're they're into the cellular business and they're trying to get up there and compete with Verizon, T-Mobile, mm. uh, AT&T, etc. They're trying to build that up. They know that's where the growth is and so that's what they're doing and right now 
their their big attraction is to try and bundle those kinds of services to their cable customers knowing that eventually the cable customers are going to cut that cord and they're going to want to pull things out of the air but they're going to have so, but there's only three people that actually have towers correct i mean comcast is not going to come up with a fourth tower system in chicago are they going to they're going to milk off at&t or verizon right well, they, they may. I, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're making the investment, just like they made the investment in uh, in, in proprietary fiber years ago. You know, where they they were pulling their own fiber um, in in some areas, not just piggybacking off of somebody else's. Um, yeah, but that's so, a major. Not, it's not just an investment. It's a major political deal to be able to go down the alley and do all this stuff. I mean, it's, oh yes, it is. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and so so that were they selling fiber to you and me? No, were they selling fiber to businesses? Yeah, I was a client for like six years. Well, because I mean, we're uh, obviously that's a big issue downtown here. You know, with the uh, they, they want to get rid of the copper stuff and go to the, the fiber, and then I, I can't imagine an office being on on five G because if everything's in the air, you can people can find it, right? Well, yeah, it, it's like every other kind of transmission, though. You can you can encrypt, you build secure tunnels. I mean, this is this is how it works. Is the the technology, at least the Cisco version of the technology, is called DMVPN, and it's basically a uh, you you make over the internet, and however you connect to it, you make your own. Uh, private network out of it, and everything's encrypted. Everything requires, you know, permit is permissioned based on your networking system, and uh, and and it's a pretty, you know, that that's pretty solid stuff. So, as an example, we used to use fiber where when I, when I was at Better World Books, we we, you know, we would pull fiber in for internet, um, and uh, uh, to to each of our sites each of our warehouses in various places of the world but then we always wanted a backup signal because if you you know somebody cuts the fiber you don't want your warehouse to be out of business so what did we do well we would um, uh, we we uh, we went ahead and uh, created some kind of backup system depending on where we were so in Mishawaka that was cable um, so we would uh, um, you know we, we just would cut over to cable. We used the cable, uh, you know, for the primary purpose was basically surfing from the office, you know, in, uh, email and uh, any other internet activity that you had, and uh, and then our main business, uh, our connection to the data center was fiber, and if the surfing went down for whatever reason, the cable went down, then we could easily go to uh, um, cut over to the internet, and it wouldn't be as fast as our fiber, but it would it would suffice. It would keep us in business. Vice versa we would go the other way well in in the case of our Nevada operation we were kind of out in the sticks so it took them a while to pull the fiber out there um, and when they did we still didn't have an option to put a cable backup in there so instead we went ahead and uh, and got a uh, cellular modem and that was way before 5g but the what we could do with cellular then was we you know if if we detected um, no signal on the fiber we'd automatically fail over have the cellular modem dial up and uh, and we'd be back in business again it's slow but it's not it's not out so you know you're you've been able to do all of that kind of stuff, and that's using that DMVPN technology to make the connections. SP Futures down twelve, Nasdaq Futures down thirty-three. Come back, Kevin. We'll talk a little bit about this very strange market and what uh, what you're seeing. I'm going to ask the same 
questions to Russell because uh, I think listeners are very interested, and actually, so am I. <laughs> we'll be right back, Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freaks guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now. Losing his mind. Hello, no big slash and jacks. I'm Tim Ahmed, burning the board. SP futures down 11, NASDAQ futures down 34. We actually have NVIDIA is down 657, back under 400. Mm. Uh, as it crossed the trillion dollar market cap uh, number and came sliding back, but not very much, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, over in Asia, 
We have the uh, Nikkei down 440, that's 1.4%. Hang Seng down 361, that's 2%. Shanghai down 19, that's 0.6%. Hong Kong slides a new 2023 low. China's factory activity contracts. Uh, There are all kinds of articles here this morning about their their property values and the, uh, the the loans on the properties might not be sour might be souring some, uh, which we've kind of been talking about like for a long time. But uh, they, uh, it appears that that's uh, I guess it's new warning signs emerge for China's property market. There you have it. Uh, we're in Europe. We've got the DAX down 49.3 percent. The FTSE down seven. Call that flat. Kakaron down 32.4 percent. So just a little bit. Um, we're going to have this uh, House vote today on this debt ceiling bill, and you know, we'll talk about that a little bit in a, in a, in a minute. Uh, bonds, we have uh, down 5 basis points, 3.64. The Bund down 7 basis points, 2.26. Japan unchanged at 0.44. Uh, Japan, that's a, that's a sloppy or a snoozy market. As crazy as the Nikkei is, uh, their bond market, they don't let it move too much. They, being the government, well down a buck 82, 67 64, as I said yesterday, we're, we're kind of locked in this uh, low 70s range. Not anymore. We're in the high 60s range, maybe even mid 60s. Rent down a buck 78, 71, 76. Natural gas down one cent, 231. We've got gold. Had a, a rally yesterday, but not so much today, 1957. So it looked like it was going to make it back to uh, 2000 and get up to, you know, 19, it was up to like 1970 yesterday, and now we're, it slipped all day. Silver up 18 cents, 23.42. Copper down 2 cents, 3.63. We've got Bitcoin down 715, 27,113. And the U.S. dollar, which is causing a lot of this, is, fr- is strong, strong again today with the euro down on under 107, 106.8. That's the lowest we've seen it. And the uh, British pound down to 1.23. Wow, it was 1.27, and it's been hanging at 1.24 or 5, and now it's lower again today. Mm. Matt, what do you have for us, Travis Weather Sports? Yeah, good morning. It is currently 6.38 on May 31st, 2023. Uh, this morning in Chicago, 66 degrees currently. We're hitting a high of 87, just around 1 o'clock hour today. Uh, and we're looking at sunny skies for the rest of the week, so look forward to that. In Phoenix, Arizona, cloudy skies, 71 degrees currently, a high of 91 later on. In the MLB yesterday, Cubs won the game against the Rays, 2-1. White Sox beat Angels, 7-3. And Diamondbacks won against Rockies, 5-1. NBA Finals slated for tomorrow night. Miami Heat set to play Denver Nuggets. As far as season stats, Miami at 44 wins to Denver's 53. We'll see how that changes tomorrow in the first game of the 2023 NBA Finals. So for now, Chief, back to you. The, uh, what are they, like 5-1 to one is the odds, Kevin? Oh, they're heavily in Denver's favor. Yeah. As they should be. Yeah. I, uh, is that Abadio guy, he's, he's their biggest guy? I, know. I, I don't know if he's their biggest, but he's their biggest guy that actually plays. So they might have plays a lot. I mean, they have like Kevin Love is on the team. He's he's big guy. Um, It seems to me they have somebody else who's who's got pretty good size. But these are guys that you know are uh, they they could come in and play fifteen minutes and might just as well not play at all. Sort of like me. I don't even get fifteen. I get fifteen seconds. Hmm. (laughs) Until you're winded, yeah. Yeah, well, it's one 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 or two times up. You know, that was a that was one of the things when you played a. In a lot of the recreational leagues or the men's leagues, if you were in better shape than the other guy, it was it was always a lot of fun for you, not for him so much. No, 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 yeah. So, anyway, so Kevin, we've got a 
you know, all kinds of phenomena hitting the market, and people, people, uh, I mean, you have, you have, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, the, the I'll, I'll say the two-bit carny hucksters on TV, which I, I shouldn't really say, but uh, we but have, you do. but I do. <laughs> um, when I when I say that people actually, I don't think they they realize that people actually listen to this, but I listen to their stuff because I'm looking here. Where's Where's Kramer? He's got a thing today. Kramer says the money's in tech this year. Tread carefully when it comes to any other sector. All right, well, here we are of uh, almost June of this year, and there is no doubt that everyone would have liked to have taken all their dough last year out of all their other stocks and put it in the seven that moved, uh, or the six or seven that moved, most likely NVIDIA, but any of these things that were, were given given up for dead, uh, Facebook and all their meta, all those other things, have carried the market to the point where the rest of the market is, is actually almost down on the year, which, of course, nobody wants to hear. So when, when, you, when you manage money... Um, for people, and you, you deal with customers all the time, be it retail clients, that kind of thing. You, it's it's a it's a mentality, um, Kevin. Which, by the way, it's not like you and I don't have the same mentality. I mean, we surely do. You always want to be in the stuff that's winning. Yet, last year, if you were to if you were to run back to a, if I had interviewed th- three uh, retail people in the in the show in December. Everybody, after the demise of the uh, high tech stuff last year, would oil was the was the number. Uh, you wanted to have dividend stocks. You wanted to have uh, consumer stocks. Those kinds of things, which were going to weather any kind of storm. Blah blah blah. Now all of a sudden this year, that's the last thing you wanted. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm looking here at uh, like Schlumberger. You know, good company. Okay, and I've got it on December. I'll give a quick stab here. Okay, and, and on the 3rd of January, the stack was uh, 54, now it's 43. Okay, look at the XLE, which is the index for oil, which everybody wanted to be in uh, last year. I mean, I could because last year all it did was run up. Okay, well now, last year, let's see where we were at the beginning of 2022, it was, uh, I'll say, 55. At the end of 2022... It was, where are we here? Uh, ten, it was, call it 90. And now it's 76. So everybody wanted to be in it because that was the winner last year, and now this year, not so much. Now, you might say, okay, that happens all the time, Chief. But I'm pretty sure Jim Cramer had that for you. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. He, I'm sure. He, I'm, I'm yeah. sure he had everybody steered in the right direction, saw it coming, and, and everything was good. Jim Cramer's sort of like George Costanza. You go with the opposite. Yeah. Well, but I'm, but I'm saying he, but he, he's, he's not on TV because nobody listens to him. People do. It, you know, and, it's, it, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying the man's an idiot. I mean, he has an encyclopedic knowledge of all these people and these companies and stuff that I'm very jealous of. But in terms of. But now, one of the other stocks that you wanted uh, when you went to uh, the end of last year was this. You look at the, we, we're talking about the communication stuff, Kevin. I mean, it's part of this AI. We all you talk about is bandwidth and those kinds of things. Well, I, and say the beginning of the year, we had Verizon trading forty two nineteen. Now it's thirty four ninety five. Their dividends up to six and a half percent at this price. So we're talking about a fifteen twenty percent down move. So. If you're a money manager like moi, um, you you could have a, what you would consider to be a very solid portfolio on companies, dividends, and all the other stuff that are in there. 
and you could be down on the year, and, and everybody is convinced that everybody's up 30%, because that's what the NASDAQ is. So if you're only up 5 or 8 or 10, I mean, you're, boy, talk about yesterday's news. But now here's, here's my, my question. I mean, everybody knows that's the way the world works, and that's part of the deal. Um, you know, you know, what have you done for me lately? But here's, here's the issue. I, I get portfolios of people, like, all the time. And now my concern is I've gotten a few lately, uh, not this week, but the last week or the week before. Um, got a few lately where you look at the stocks that are in the portfolio and, and you say, wow, it's whoever, whoever picked this one out is a genius uh, because look, they got all the stocks in there that have done well this year so far. And then you look at the account and you say, how come they're not up very much, if at all? And you find out that in the last three weeks, in a, in a, in a kind of a vain attempt to catch up, People got rid of all the Verizons, the Schlumbergers, the, the uh, Exxons, all the stuff that was supposed to work this year, got rid of it in the last three weeks, and now have gotten into the six or seven stocks that have moved, which is the reason why you see those stocks going up all the time and the rest yeah, of them going up. Which is why they've moved. That's which is why they've moved, yeah. So now you look at, at these portfolios and you go, you're almost like, it's like I'm really worried. I'm, I almost don't want it, you know, because it... Because now, what if, what if this thing rotates again the other way? It's like it's like the I don't know. It, it, I know it's human emotion, but it's it's weird. You, you almost kind of stay the course a little bit. And I don't know. Right now, AI being what it is, I'm not so sure that you know. This is not investment advice because I'm probably going to be wrong for a little while. But I, I'd almost rather be back in at the current prices of the oil and the Verizons and those places and the 3Ms and so forth. You know, at these prices, even though I sure as hell wish I wish I'd have been in the other six for the last, I guess the the, the the story ends when you say everybody keeps trying to trade the last six months, Kevin. You just can't do that. You got to trade the next six months. And yet, this is what I'll guarantee you: there's money managers all over this country today being absolutely, you know, barked at by clients saying, "How come you didn't have me in here? Everybody, everybody's up twenty five percent." Because the stocks they hear about all day long are up twenty five percent, and Nvidia has doubled. And but well, there, there's that, and then they're saying, "Get me in there too." Oh yeah, but that, that, that's yeah. not. Well, did you hear the lady yesterday? And if you listen to uh, Kenny Pokeri, lady called him because he had said, "You know, be careful with Nvidia at this price." And he immediately got a tweet from some lady. I bought it two days ago, and I'm up four percent. What are you talking about? I don't know and that I want. Answer is good for you. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> the answer is good for you, and hope it keep, keeps going. Keep tabs. Yeah, keep, but I, but you know it. It is just sort of counter, but but there's people of different kinds all over the place. I mean, in trading floor, there used to be like 25, 30 different crowds, maybe more. And, you know, all of a sudden, one crowd to get busy, there'd be a takeover or something. There were, there were people who would race to that crowd. And other people just stayed in their regular spot, uh, traded their stuff, thinking that one day it's going to be their turn to be busy, and they want to be in their place, not running into somebody else's place. Not that you... you not that you shouldn't have gone around, because the whole idea was that if something got busy, more people would go over there and they could handle the flow. So there was that was part of the design. But they used to call what they used to call them uh, not crowd surfers, but uh, boat people. <laughs> How was that for a name? There were there were guys that were always boat people. Whenever something was busy, they'd, they'd run to that crowd. And uh, but other people stayed kind of at home, and you did your stuff, and you had your regular people came in with their orders, and you did the best you could, and hopefully one day. Your, your place to get busy, and it would be your day. 
but uh, you know, like I said, there's always there's always different kinds of people, right? But but this investing, this latest thing, it, I've never seen it this kind of frenzy, where you'll you'll talk to a you know somebody, especially if they're you know older. I just want a portfolio where I can get six seven percent a year. I'm fine. All of a sudden, if you find Microsoft is doubled, if you get the call, how come I'm not in Microsoft? You know, it's just it. it I don't know if it's just they because of the TV, because of the fact that people, it's all they see all day if you stand there and watch CNBC or Fox Business or something, but it really is a, a strange mentality, Kevin. Well, it's, it's, people hate to miss out, and oh, yeah. it's, it's certainly understandable. Oh, I, I get um, it. The uh, matter of fact, did you, did you uh, the, uh, see the thing that I read about the, uh, um, where is it here? I call it a panic to be afraid to sell at a profit lest an additional profit be lost. The panic would teach people at roulette tables the insidious propaganda against quitting a winner, the fear of being taunted by those who held on, all worked together. It became not only a point of pride, but of civic duty not to sell as if there was ever a buyer without a seller. <laughs> Congressional testimony on the 29 crash. But <laughs> people don't change, do they? <clears throat> no, not really. Um, all right, so what's going on in the, uh, <clears throat> the sports world? I, I just saw something last night about uh, some guy who had committed to the I think Mississippi, Mississippi State, committed to the NBA draft, and now he bailed out and he's going back to Mississippi or Mississippi State. Now, you think there's money on the table for him to do that? Well, there, there probably is. I, I think there's there there probably are some guys who can do much better on the uh, name, image, and likeness, doing uh, you know the occasional commercial appearance uh, on behalf of the uh, the uh, what do they call those? I, I want to say collective and. I don't think that's the right word, uh, but um, so it, it probably is better. But it's it, people have been doing that, you know, doing the uh, tour of the NBA for a long time. That's not that unusual. How um, Nate Lashevsky did it last year for Notre Dame, which I thought was kind of laughable, but he did. Um, and then you know they 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 can get all the advice and uh, and and everything, all the evaluations, and then. Uh, um, then they have to make up their mind whether they're going to uh, come back to school or throw their name, throw their hat in the ring. What? Um, so that that part's not unusual at all. You know, now to what what factor? Uh, what factor is the name, image, and likeness stuff in there? It's a new factor. I don't know how much it's influencing people because ultimately, if you think you're going to be on an NF, uh, uh, NHL or an NBA roster. Um, I, I think that's that's probably the better deal in the long run. It, you know, short run you might be able to do a little bit better in college in some cases. Um, and if you're going to go to the G League, or, you know, or something like that, then um, you know, then you, that that's an issue. But uh, but otherwise, uh, you know, the the NBA the minimum salary is pretty darn good, um, and. The, if you can get yourself to a second contract, if you're actually that good, um, then you're going to be very, very happy with what you earn. What um, what percentage of the people I use the term getting a check from someplace now? I mean, this is a, this is a tough question. Are you know I I, I keep thinking of uh, the quarterback on Southern Cal, which clearly had all his own stuff going. I think the tight end at Notre Dame might have had some of his own stuff going. The, the two. Uh, very attractive young ladies and was it Georgia somebody somebody volleyball which had their own modeling careers and are doing great the lady who's got the Nike contract from Iowa how much of it is individual people and, and do they have marketing agents do they have a uncle who happens to know the business how much is it that versus this general 
everybody on the offensive line is going to get a hundred grand, you know, because somebody's working the deal. Is it? I'm going to say, or or that they, you know, they will splurge a little bit for some hot stuff recruit. Um, right. These these are the collective things that I'm talking about, and and I think this is the part that the NCAA hasn't uh, regulated and should because you know from from my point of view there's a couple of things that come into play on this one is simply that this to me is just a, a pass through of um of being on salary okay so well, sure you know the collective pays them they do you know they get they get some advertising uh, you know responsibilities that uh, that go with it and some appearances and things like that that they have to do but uh uh, but to me, they—they—it's the payroll, and and, and somebody—and I think—I think actually the first suit has been filed. Um, somebody is going to get injured, and they're going to file a workman's comp case, and uh, and, and they're going to say, "Look, I'm a de facto employee of the university. I should get paid uh, for you know to uh, for for the on-the-job injury." And, um, you know, I think it was Dick Butkus that was the big trailblazer on that. And, and uh, you know, he actually sued the Bears uh, to, uh, to get comp for, uh, for his injuries. So, you know, I think that's, where, that's, where, that's what's going to blow it all up, is some court is going to rule and say, yeah, you're right. This is, not, um, this is nothing more than a, a pass-through. It is not legitimately um, uh, anything other than a... Um, an employee or employee relationship. Now, I also think that the NCAA could reasonably say we have a rule that says that uh, no benefits should be available for athletes that aren't available to the general student body. And in in fact, that uh, and and this is an example of something that is available for only athletes and not the general student body. Now, if it's if it's if you think it's all a private entity um, operating that, and then there's no jurisdiction there. But I don't think that's what the case is. I think the case is that they do coordinate with the uh, um, with the, uh, the the colleges, and therefore uh, they, they you know that's a benefit that should not be allowed. Now, if Caitlin Clark wants to go sign a million dollar deal with Nike, good for her. But if the University of uh, Iowa, friends of the University of Iowa, or wherever we want to call them, uh, want to do something else, sorry, you can't do that. Well, I'm, uh, I'm always intrigued when I talk to you and Lou and a little bit, a little bit Russell, because uh, he's he comes at it from the the economic side, like me, I, I'm looking at this and I'm I'm seeing the thing expand, Kevin, and I and I honestly think that in some ways, um, well, obviously Lou sent us the thing about what you're talking about the lawsuit against Southern Cal, the the Pac-10 and NCAA regarding the people out there being employees. Now the question yep. is, employees of who? Employees of the university. Okay, I, I know that's what that says, but I mean, when you and I are we're talking just us girls here, I mean. Employees of who? I'm, I'm not so sure that the uh, name, image, and likeness stuff. Right now, it, it's you know, it's in its early stages. Although it's you know, not that young anymore. I mean, we're we're assuming that you know the Brady Quins of the world are going to concern themselves with people going to Notre Dame. Okay, I wouldn't. I would not uh, think of that too much. I'm, I'm going to say I've been, I've been. You know, 
messing around with pencil and paper on this since day one because one of my uh, best buddies is a was a football player in Michigan and he kind of keeps me in tabs about and he's got a lot of dough so people are always trying to hit him up for money for whatever this is this LLC or whatever the thing is uh, and I think these things are almost to the point Kevin where they're they're morphing into separate businesses that are going to cover many different schools not just one I mean why would why would uh, Brady Quinn if there's somebody from Northwestern uh, male or female that looks good enough to be in the runway or do underwear ads or whatever the hell they're doing why the hell wouldn't he pick them up as a client as well they just happen to go to Northwestern instead of Notre Dame because I think at the end of the day the the thing whatever this is this entity is not a charitable entity and and they're going to go out and they're going to they're going to they're going to put Matt, Matt Matt Byrne out there in a swimsuit thing or whatever uh. it is uh, and I keep saying that because, but it could be anything. It could be, you know, Matt's got a great voice. He could be out there doing, uh, you know, games for high schools or something. I don't have a swimsuit body, though. No, well, that's yeah, not work on still. that. But the <laughs> well, and, and look at it like this: you, the, the Quinn Group is a good example. I forget what they call it, um, but theirs is totally tied to working uh, on behalf of not-for-profits and similar See, no, types I, I, of and initiatives. I, and I think Would he ever tell somebody from Northwestern, no, sorry, you can't be part of this? I doubt it. Not if that's really, truly the mission. I think it, well, first of all, that may be the, and you know what, I, I would not, if he was sitting here, I'd believe him. But I'm going to say at the end of the day that, that that falls in the BS category. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be, you're going to be getting uh Three million dollars of, of marketing these people, <clears throat> having them show up for, you know, Joe's whatever little league bank, whatever it is. But uh, you're not going to get a contribution from you and me or anybody else every year. You're not in this to lose dough because it can't be self-sustaining. You might get a million dollars out of. Yeah, I understand that. I, I don't think I, I don't think it's BS because I know there's other collectives available to the Notre Dame athletes that they can use. So no, no. What, what my uh, point so, is at the end so of the they day, don't they don't need <clears throat> it to be anything else other than what it is. It's but just it, one piece of the. Well, well follow puzzle. me through here. For we don't have much time, but follow me. I think at the end of the day, these are going to be businesses that I won't say prey on are going are going to benefit by the the fact that people. If, if you know, if, if the tackle tells you to go buy out and buy this coffee maker, people are dumb enough to do it. You know, I mean, I, I'm saying that's going to be a business unto itself, and and at some point they're not going to care about this being Notre Dame or Indiana or Illinois or whatever. The business is going to take care of all these people. And oh, by the way, you're going to take in a million dollars and you're going to pay out half a million. And, and and somebody like my buddy, if he actually did invest in the place, is going to end up. That's going to be a a living, breathing company that does this, and in, so these people are going to be employees of that place for this other stuff that just happened to use the fact that they're on well, the Notre Dame football. It, it depends on whether whether you're being paid by the collective or are you being paid by. I think they're going to be um, end up paid by the collective, and they're going to at the university. Then, then that's when I think it's a problem when you are paid directly by Nike or um, let me see if I can find the one that Olivia Miles is doing. Um, you know that uh, the, the, these. You know, the, the those are different arrangements, and you definitely are an employee of that outfit. Yeah, it's that outfit um, for sure. 
That doesn't make um, any more of an employee of Notre Dame than they were before, I guess is my point. Right, but I'm saying when the collective is paying you and the collective is just, you know, is is working as a middleman for anything, you know, whether you're going to do, and, and a lot of this, a lot of the advertising on this is social media type of stuff. Right. Um, so, uh, 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 so, it, it, but I, w- what I'm saying is, like, Olivia Miles is, uh, um, she, she's involved in, uh, uh, she's got a, a t-shirt line out that is it, it has some it, it's with a startup company and uh and they have a bunch of WNBA contracts too and I, I i can't find it off the top of my head but the the point is in that case i think her arrangement is hers and hers alone yeah it has nothing to do with um with the uh um you know the the university other than uh you know that you know, she's she's not even using the logo on it. Okay, my, um, my, we got a dash, Kevin. But my my point is that this is going to become, in my opinion, for for a lot of the people, a business unto themselves. Matt Byrne, you show up here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you 500 bucks. By the way, they paid me a thousand. Okay. Yeah. We got, I'm your marketing guy. That oh, happens all the yeah. time. Yeah. No. You think? Do I think the collectives are taking their piece of it? Absolutely. And, and why? Why shouldn't they? Why? Why they won't survive if they don't? Anyway, Kevin, uh, you know what? I'm I, I'm going to take you guys. Um, don't know it yet, uh, but we're going to take advantage of, of your bodies and your likenesses, mm-hmm. and you guys are going to model a line of uh, Stocks and Jacks concealed carry clothing. I, you know, go for it. Get ready, um, listener. Go for it. Do you think Russell's going to? But but, but do, we can have a do carry? know that um, when we set up our contract, uh, most people will tell you that, um, or many people have told me this, that doing a contract with me is like having a colonoscopy. Ah. Um, so I, I tend to go over them in great You think detail. Russell will model the concealed carry uh, cardigan? Oh, I think that would be uh, right up his alley. I think that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. might, might get me to buy one. <laughs> Talk to you on Friday. But SP Futures down 17, NASDAQ Futures down 56. Can't believe we're actually down. Be right back to the Professor Russell Rhodes. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. A wiser fellow than myself once said, sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes the bar will eat you.
Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Hello, from Vegas, Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Alman at Burn on the Board. SP Futures down 17, NASDAQ Futures down 58. We have issues today. The Chinese markets are down with uh, their factory stuff actually contracting, it looks like. And, uh, and we've got the, the bill going through Congress. And uh, we'll have to ask Russell, how are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. You know, we, were just, we were just talking about you. Do those, I heard. Do those sweaters I have heard. pockets so we could put a concealed carry in there? Do I have have a what? The, the, your sweaters can they uh, be 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 be, uh, be part of our concealed carry line of clothing? Mm. Oh gosh, yeah. No, I've got a, I've, I've got all kinds of tactical cardigans. <laughs> God. So are uh, are you uh, made out of Kevlar? Oh God. Have you have you are you mad if, this morning? That if you, I taught in, if I still if I still worked in Chicago, I probably would have a few. Oh, that's that's but, the truth. Yeah. Um, so your girlfriend's got to go to jail today. Eh? The who? Your girlfriend, Elizabeth Holmes, starts her sentence today. I know she didn't. She looks so pretty on that perp walk. Yeah, <laughs> she so. said she had a baby. Like I, how in the world did she pump out three kids between all when all that happened and now? Um, I think you know the answer to that. She just had a baby like three months I, ago. I biologically know how that worked, yeah. but yeah. Another question. Okay, then why? Yes, why is the question? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. I plus a federal. Don't you have to? I boy, I'm walking out of my field here, but. Federal, don't you have to serve most of it? I have a funny feeling there's probably some like you got to do eighty percent or something, and I'm just making up a number there. But even so, but yeah, I don't, see- I don't think we'll, see, we'll, we won't see her for a long, long time, and then out of nowhere, she'll get let out, and then you know we'll we'll all know what she's trying to do for about three weeks, and then she'll go away. Um, and the reason I say that is that's kind of what happened to Skilling. You know, he got out. But he was there. He was, he was there get a while. Back into VC and stuff, and now you don't hear anything about him anymore. Well, he's he's is he older than Tom, the, the weatherman? I always felt like he looked like Tom's younger brother, but but I mean, um, Tom's I don't really, I don't really know for sure. I know, I, I just I'll, know they're he's got to be seventy plus, isn't he? Yeah, but when he got out, he was he said he was getting back into doing VC stuff or something, and I was like. And uh, I was like, "Well, who in the world would you know?" And they may, you know, maybe he's doing extremely well, and I just didn't hear about it. But I would say that he got uh, out. People said, "Here's what he's going to do now," and then you just don't hear anything again. I would, I would postulate without knowing again, boy, uh, that um, he's has a zillion contacts even now, sort of like Michael Milken. 
uh-huh. and that he, he, we would love to have him if we were doing that kind of work behind the scenes on our team. But I don't think we would lead with him on a deal. Oh gosh, no, no. So, um, so, uh, oh. you know, I just would. Uh, I'm not so sure if I had a girlfriend. Well, I knew he was going to jail in like next March. If I were to think a baby in February would be a great idea. <laughs> not the best eleven-year <laughs> plan. No. Yeah, well, and I, 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 all I know about the guy that that she's with now, her current significant other, um, is he's um, comes from a whole ton of money. Oh, all right. How's that? So they'll have, they'll have a nanny, hotel air, or something. I don't even know where the money comes from. But good lord, dude! If you if you got a ton of money and you look okay, is is that the best you can do? Um. Yeah. I. I, uh, I mean, what what is it about her? That makes men stupid. I don't know. Because that was the whole core of her, you know, of her business model. There was um, looking looking good and talking some really high powered, supposedly smart people into some stupid stuff. Well, I, I'm as this whole. I mean, you and I have talked a little bit, not a whole lot, but I, I think one of the. And I, when I say this, it's easy to say because I don't have any solution. Um, it's like gun violence in Chicago. It's it's ridiculous, but how do you stop it? Uh, the, I, the, I think that the, a lot of the stuff that our comp- country has really been built on, is is the is the corporation. I think it's turned totally dysfunctional, because of the way the board members, where their job really is. Do you ever read a book called uh, Up the Organization? I have not, but, you know the. Board members just just used to be a bunch of rubber stamp people, and now they now that they do have uh, some liability associated with what the companies do, uh, I, I think they're they're providing better oversight than they used to. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying good. I said better. But you know how much upside is there from nothing? As we used to say in the trading floor, we're down so low, we're starting to look like up. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, no. I mean, I. It, do you think the board? Supervision at uh, Commonwealth Edison is good. I have no idea. Well, they just you would have paid a, you paid a huge so, fine. They, well, they just paid a huge fine, and four of their people got convicted on the board. Well, no, but it's a point. Why? Why are they still on the board? Is my question. That's a really, really good question. I I didn't know. I know nothing about all of that, but um, um, that's but, part of, part of the deal. Is the you know. People in the board of directors have some sort of liability associated with what the company's up to. Well, if they're supposed to be providing better oversight. Okay, so in this they did in, the this, past. in this case, why isn't uh, Henry Kissinger and Schwarzkopf's coffin following her into jail? I because well, that's not how the rules were back then. I don't think. I don't think they're that way now. Well, there's a difference between what the rules are and the rules being enforced. I, I would settle for uh, Matt Byrne was on this board. He was a governance person. The place did nothing but nefarious deeds. And you know what? Matt Byrne is going to be banned from, from being on any corporate board for the rest of his life. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't want Matt Byrne hung him by the by, by the you know by the L tracks. I don't really want him uh, lopping his arm off like in Saudi Arabia. But can't we do something legit like uh, the guy? Why couldn't we have done that with Rob Bogoyevich? Look. Yeah, don't hang me, please. Yeah, I mean, no, we don't. That's, we don't want to hang him. Appreciate um, it. You know, his body might drop on my truck when I go underneath the <laughs> Ultrax. We don't want that. That's, that's a whole mess you got to clean up. Oh yeah, yeah it's we a don't deal with that. 
But I mean, we don't even. Uh, isn't uh, Oma Connell's wife was a uh, big shot on the board of was it, was it Bank of America or West Fargo? How many how many fines did they get when she was there? I'm sure plenty. I've got a cool list outside of my office. Ed Kelly of all the fines that all the big banks have paid over the last ten years, and there are plenty there. Well, you're, uh, um, what the hell is his name? Uh, Phil Graham. Mm-hmm. His, his Wendy Graham was the uh, the disciplinarian, or whatever. The, the, what's what's the uh, person on the board is uh, supposed to watch out for nefarious things? The uh, compliance? No, it's or uh, auditing. Uh, no, it's uh, what the hell's his name? The- Boards boards have somebody that is that should understand uh, the financials and are in charge of. No, no, no I'm talking about the. Uh, it's the which uh, is something that was created because of. No, um, that, that everybody's got an audit committee. About twenty years ago, it's it's the same <laughs> thing that uh, Big Jim Thompson was at. Uh, uh, was it Hollinger? The something oversight committee. We were supposed to be watching out for people doing bad stuff. She was that person at Enron. <laughs> and, and and just walk back to well, Washington and get like a, a cabinet post afterward or something. Yeah, well, I, I, the Enron stuff is why we have the new rules, right? But, but I'm saying those people didn't yeah. even get in any trouble. You know, yeah. Even if it's your your picture in the Wall Street Journal saying never have this person on your board again, I'm sure she's in great demand if she still wants to do it. She's got to be up there, but probably. But yeah, I mean the 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 boards. You know that's a second step type thing, and and the press has a very difficult time with going the second step and blaming those kind of people. Plus, if you start to highlight, you know, people on boards of directors, you start upsetting your boss's cousin's best friend, and you start to put yourself more at risk, and it's just not worth it. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you know the, and I don't yeah. know the details. It was long before I got there. Uh, former sheriff uh, Richard Ogilvy was one of the uh-huh. early board members on the CBOE. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, I did not. Well, he, they put, and I, I don't think he was there very long for, for like a reason. And uh, the reason was, I never, you know, I, in my tenure there, in my 20 years I was a member, there was stuff I didn't, didn't agree with. But uh-huh. uh, I never, I always thought Chuck Henry, the president, was one of the straightest and most honest people I've ever met. I don't think Chuck would ever have been involved in anything that wasn't literally Lily White. That was the way he was, and that's the way the members wanted Uh it. But somewhere back in the day, long before I was there, I mean, we're talking probably late 70s, they pulled some sort of shenanigan, and Ogilvy said something to the effect, I'm not only voting against it, but if it passes, I'm getting my ass out of here, or something along those lines. And voted against him. He like got up and walked out, resigned. I don't. Good I don't, for him. And I don't yeah. see. I, I can't imagine that happening today. These things are such a cushy job. They're making so much dough. I mean, anyway, the book up the organization was a guy who used to run Avis. You know, we try harder because we're number two. And then they got yeah. bought out. They got bought out by somebody, and he hated it. And he wrote this book about how organizations should be done. And he, he said basically, your board is there to hire and fire the president. It's not going to happen if the president picks the board. Right. And yeah, I always say, uh, when it, just for an extreme example, I, uh, I'm, when I'm teaching the undergrads, I say, you know, look up the board of directors. If they all have the same zip code as the uh, CEO, uh, you might have some risk there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a and that that going back again a couple of decades, things have gotten a little bit better. But going back, you know, two or three decades, that was very common. Well, I mean, if you ever yeah, and I and I, I worked at an investment firm where uh, everybody on the board of directors was um, was handpicked, and one person voted against something at one meeting, and the guy that ran the investment firm uh, kicked him off the board. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. It was it was something that was not you know a very. It may not have even been a vote. It may have been asking too many questions at the board meeting. Well, that's uh, if you can if you can imagine that. By the way, when you start you know getting landing on all these boards and you you drop me. Oh, as, I'm not doing that. Well, if you do, <laughs> if you retire into that, yeah. if you if you drop me a, a as a reference, I'll, I'll torpedo your ass. Okay. <laughs> But you know, what, you know what? I appreciate that. You know how I can do that? Easy. That, how? How? I just say, oh, Russell Rhodes, great guy, great guy, brilliant. I've known him forever, straight as can be. I guarantee you, he'll never forget. He works for the shareholder, and he's never afraid to ask a tough question. And there goes Russell. <laughs> there goes Russell. Yep, right there. Actually, right there. I, I think on the for the investment firm I was at, I really think the guy was just asking too many questions after. After we'd had a tough quarter or a tough year, well, and the uh, the guy that ran the place just didn't like that. Yeah, who was the guy who was uh, uh, Chicago Morning Radio for forever, and he finally retired, and now he's dead. What was it, Wally Phillips? He was. That, go, uh-huh. Google him, Matt. He was on mm-hmm. WGM. He was number one rated from six to ten for decades, and uh, this is back before internet, back before when you had. Like Matty Weber was uh, Mike Mike Norse guy, and Matt's Weber job in the wintertime was to run around when they used to have newsstands downtown and get all the sports pages to him like 10 minutes before the show started. And if they wouldn't show up, it was winter time, and uh, you couldn't pass. M- Mike North, he bitched at, at Matty for that. Anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. Wally Phillips, somebody somebody appointed him to a board. This is the secretary. Somebody had was on TV, and they had said, what was it like working with Wally Phillips? She goes, his whole thing was preparation. You couldn't just walk in and turn on the internet and start talking like you, you sort of can today. And uh, and he he said he so these people put him on the board, and they, they used to send him these big packets of stuff. He read the entire packet, had a list of questions. She goes, they hated him, <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, uh, they hated him. They couldn't believe it. They, they thought he was just going to wander in and vote yes for, it and he's want turn around and walk out after his tuna fish sandwich. But that, that's not what he did. Anyway, uh, Russell, I have a serious... He, he did his job, heaven yeah. forbid. Well, but they, that's not the job as they define it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, I got I asked Kevin this question regarding portfolio management right now and what I'm, what I'm seeing now uh, and a lot of the stuff that I've seen in the last few weeks. Uh, you know, I see a lot of sample portfolios go by. If people want to be a client, they send me stuff. And, uh, and I... I, what I'm what I'm seeing, uh, I, I've seen this before, Russell, and I mean you're gonna know what I'm talking about, but I, I've never seen it to this level, to where last year was a bad year for the Nasdaq stocks, right? They had, I, mean, I went a couple one day. I went through how many trillion dollars, you know, the Microsofts and the Meta and all this place that had lost last year, and most investors coming into this year really wanted no part of that. Uh, they wanted to be in the oils because oils were very hot last year. They wanted to be in uh, consumers, because they were they were coming back out of COVID and they were doing fine, um, those kinds of things. Maybe even some utilities, because we want to get some dividends. And 
obviously that whole section, the oils, I mean, Verizon's down, you know, 20%, Schlumberger's down 20%. I mean, they, they basically got their ass kicked, and the entire move in the market has been, I won't say entire, but the, the lion's share of it has been five to seven stocks. And now, yeah. now everybody can't wait to get back in those stocks. And what I've seen in these portfolios, and it makes me kind of really nervous, to be honest with you, for them, and they're not clients or anything like that, at least maybe not yet, uh, I'm really nervous because they lost money last year on the big name stuff. Couldn't wait to get out of it. Got into some of the, the stuff that did well last year, and maybe I'll, I'll say more solid stocks, although they're not, they're not acting so solid. Uh, and now all of a sudden, bailing on those things, and now you've got a portfolio of, of all the stocks that have moved this year that you really would have wanted at the beginning of the year if you were clairvoyant, but now you've got them at the current prices, and you're not you're not up any money. I, that makes me real nervous. Should it? Yeah, and and something else, and, and kind of, it's almost going to be counterintuitive. Um, is over the past couple of weeks, it as the Nasdaq seems like it's topping out a bit, um, we've seen some. Uh, like fear of missing out trades in the NDX option market where you're seeing uh, more purchase, like out-of-the-money calls being purchased because people think that, you know, because they've missed out on that 20-plus percent oh, yeah, this yeah. year on the NDX. And and we saw the same thing when we had a lot of outperformance from the Russell 2000 uh, a year or two ago. And it, it was it was one of those things that was, here's the end of the uh, the move here because... I don't know the the desperate money, the lat, you know the. I don't. I hate to say dumb money, but the the money that man, look what we missed out on. The Nasdaq was up, you know, it's up twenty six percent this year. You know, it, maybe I should buy some calls so I can get to, you know, buy into that a bit. And they just miss, you know, the timing it terribly, terribly. So uh, I think uh, if you, if you missed out on it. Uh, you look at the individual stocks, and you're like, well, crap, they're all very expensive. Uh, the individual stocks that did very well, you know, very, very expensive. Well, maybe some other ones are going to catch up. I, I got no idea how to pick what the next, what five stocks might be the only ones that outperform for the rest of the year. Uh, I'll just buy the whole index. And again, we're seeing, you know, seeing fear of missing out trades in the NDX market makes me think that maybe that, that move where it's been outperforming, it's come to an end. Well, you're, you're not, oh, you could be. Uh, obviously, you manage your own stuff, but you'd be very good at it, I'm sure. Uh, as a money manager, if I said, Russell, here's my portfolio, doesn't it look good? And I got, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pop myself up. I got $8 million bucks in there, which I don't. Uh, and uh, and all $7 million of it is in the stocks that were moved in the last three weeks. How nervous are you? I'd be real nervous. And uh, I don't know what to do about yeah, it. Yeah, I'd be very nervous. I'd be, I'd be collaring that stuff. Yeah. That's uh, exactly. Somebody came to me and, and, well, first off, if they were so clairvoyant that their their portfolio is heavily weighted in, you know, the five biggest NDX stocks, which have led most of yeah. the performance, um, I, I would instead of telling them what to do, I'd, I'd ask them, "What made you decide to buy these stocks?" Because those are the ones please that are going te- real simple. Please teach me. Well, I mean, if they if they bought them last week, you know why they bought them because they're going up. Yeah, but if they no, if they've owned them for you know making the assumption they had owned them for a little while and now they need to pile up those profits. Well, we have a lot um, of people that that have Nvidia stock, 
and, and mm-hmm. rode it rode it from 321 down to 100 and they were believers and now it's 394 mm-hmm. you know i mean i that'd be boy that'd be tough for me to do it and we'll see a stack go from 321 to 100 and say he's still a good one i mean I, you know ugh. but uh well there there are a few cult stocks that people that 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 people will hang on to like that uh sometimes hang on to for too long uh by tesla's one apple's one and nvidia's one Nvidia's just I, I don't they're just not as much of a household name as those other two so everybody doesn't think about them but the second I got a question a few weeks ago from some undergrad whose dad had asked them to ask me how can you benefit from this uh, AI stuff I said it's gonna my immediate response was it's gonna take a lot of memory it's gonna be chip makers I didn't you know, I, I didn't say Nvidia I said buy a semiconductor fund um, but you know, that, I, I severely doubt people that wrote it all the way down to a hundred, you know, realized what the next rebound was going to. Which gonna one do you? Uh, which one do you use? We have some people, and I don't know if it's the best one or not because there's a gazillion of these things. Um, do you use? We have some people in the uh, SMH, the the Vanex. That's the one I. I, one I, use? I you know what? I use that one, and I use that one because that's the one I always used. Yeah, I don't which know, is a terrible, which is yeah. a terrible reason to say that's the one I use. What uh, uh, the the the, re- the reason should be? It's the cheapest one. It gives me the right. You know, I I should do more work than okay. It's time to own semiconductors. I'm going to buy the SMH. Um, I so I use it out of habit, which is not a good reason. Well, we use it because uh, we we very we, liquid too. We, yeah, we've been able to get option trades. We've been able to do spreads in there, and that's our big thing. If yeah, we, if we have to give up. You know, half a buck every time we do a trade, we're not interested. I mean, it's yeah. it's just too much money to lose. I mean, and it's it's fairly liquid. What uh, what does this? I'm dying to have you on here. Uh, this probably go over break, but I'll start it out here. What when the Fed is, <clears throat> I'm going to use the term farting around with this contraction, which really isn't a contraction. Uh, why you see, you know, inflation that really hasn't dropped at all. I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. So in some places, uh, Russell, <clears throat> I think it's just percolating through. I think finally. The increases that your utilities have gotten and your phone companies have gotten are just starting to happen. It takes them a while to get them through our dopey re- legislatures, right? Yeah, they have to get a. Well, sometimes they have to get approved for them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what is? I mean, obviously, when they talk about money supply, they're printing money, they're buying U.S. bonds. But you can also have money supply can increase due to wealth, right? In some ways, because people can actually increase money supply themselves and i say that if you know if, if uh, russell takes a million dollars out of the piggy bank because he probably has one that big and you walk into the bank you put it in the bank well that just that becomes even though it was money supply as it was cash in circulation correct but now that you it put it in the bank wasn't being used right but but now it's in the bank they can loan it to me part of it and if i put that back in that's new money created correct and, mm-hmm. and so but the the Fed, even though they claim they've been cutting back, they really haven't. I mean, they've cut back. Well, they well, they, du- they more than doubled the money su- uh, the money supply and then cut back like five percent. So okay, fine. You know, I, I, we we overflowed the swimming pool, so we're going to drop it an inch. Okay, well, who, who gives a crap? <laughs> but I mean, my, yeah. I guess my question is, what, what how does work us through the system? Because you're you know kind of less of a monetarist and more of a over, overall denominational guy. How does the $250 billion increase in wealth in NVIDIA in three days 
which is now buying power. If you and I had a thousand shares of stock and it's up a hundred bucks, you know, we now have a hundred thousand shares that we can go out and use fifty thousand dollars to go buy, you know, IBM or something. I mean, it's, it's found money, really, uh, mm-hmm. at least, or it's found leverage. Let's put it that way. Um, how does that affect? What the Fed is trying to do, it's, it has to work against them, doesn't it? If you, if you, all of a sudden there's a trillion dollars more stock value on a Monday than there was on it, <clears throat> the previous Wednesday, I mean, that's money that can be used. There are people, I would hope, that the people who up that money are at least <clears throat> buying at the local bar that night. I mean, it's, it, 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 it impacts a lot of stuff, doesn't it? But I mean, how does it work through the system? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not exactly well, sure. Well, you know... It- you know, for stocks like that, and and I, don't, I really wish I had my Bloomberg in front of me at the moment, um, but a stock like that, easily, you know, three quarters of it is owned by institutions, and okay. in and they're in ETF or they're in a mutual fund or they're in a pension fund or whatever, and I don't think they're really being, you know, it's I don't think they're really being the the un um, unrealized profits. I don't think they're really being utilized the way that you're talking about. Well, but even if and then the, I mean, and then the other thing is if I you know if if if, if you know if I sell my let's just say it's a four hundred dollars stock let's say I sell my hundred shares of my four hundred dollars stock and I get what does that come to was that forty grand yeah that's a number um, so but the um, the buyer from me the the person that bought it from me is tying up capital at the exact same time so I don't know how much of it would be a uh, how much of it would actually impact what we can call let's call it the real money supply where you know well, the I amount mean, of money that's out there that people can use I'm more, I'm more, I'm more concerned about not the value of it we're going to go break here in a second and, and, I, mm-hmm. and I guess I hope our listeners all understand for every buyer there's a seller I'm just talking about it's it's almost like a uh, <clears throat> um, a, a commodity situation where if I if I buy a gold future and the gold and the gold runs up I can now use my excess margin I just have to buy another gold future. So it, it's actually doubled my my mm-hmm. wealth, my ability to do something else. I, I'm more. I'm what I'm saying is that the person with the Nvidia in his account, he can borrow against and buy something else. I mean, it's it's definitely wealth. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. even though the next guy has to pay four hundred, and there's no there's nothing, no plus or minus in that quote transaction. It clearly. I mean, <clears throat> there's two and a half billion shares outstanding in this thing, Russell. The thing's up a hundred dollars in two days. It's that's two hundred fifty yeah. billion dollars. I mean, you, I mean it, it's so. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think the majority of that increase in wealth that occurred just because that unrealized increase in wealth is really being utilized in a way that impacts the overall money supply. Okay, like, what it does. What there's a wealth effect. <laughs> Where people suddenly feel richer and might be more willing to spend money, um, you know. Well, what if I buy my, more? Uh, what if I buy more stock? I mean, I mean we, you're right. So, say half of it's in institutions. Say thirty percent's owned by the Qs. Well, the Qs are up too, right? Yeah. I'm just saying there is somewhat of a a wealth effect. I mean, there obviously is. Oh, there's definitely a wealth effect. People feel richer. They they are a little bit more well. They're willing to spend more money, which is inflationary. And I think. The, the outcome of higher stock prices with respect to you know complementing or getting in the way of what the Fed's trying to do uh, I don't I don't know if it's it makes that much of a difference with respect to a money multiplier but it probably does make a difference with respect to how people think about their personal wealth and how willing they are to spend spend money 
Well, I mean, it, it, to me, it's like yeah, we we can back. Let's fa- we can back. Let's. I think it's something the same as if everybody's houses all of a sudden went up twenty percent in value, and now I can go. My house I thought was worth four hundred grand, and now it's worth five. So I can go borrow a hundred thousand tomorrow, but I'll blink an eyelash. Well, what if I do and go buy a boat? You know, I mean, obviously it's it's uh-huh. something. I mean, I, that's what I'm. That's that's why I'm asking the question. I don't know the answer, but it's clearly not nothing. But it's not the same as the Fed doing it either, right? Let's talk more about mm-hmm. what you passed. Speed Futures down 18, Nasdaq Futures down 67. Be right back. Stacks and Jacks. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Stocks, jocks, and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Lower North Bay Station Jacks. I'm Tom Matt Byrne on the board. S&P futures down 18. The S&P futures down 65. So you have something down. Although Dow has has been down a lot of days when the Nasdaq has been up. I mean, you really didn't want to own the. Well, if you could have uh, gone along the Nasdaq and short the Dow about eight weeks ago, that would have won one hell of a trade. Mm. Um, of course, you can't go back and trade the last eight weeks. Even we could make money doing that, Matt. Yeah. We go back and trade yesterday. Uh, uh, nice, Dow futures yeah. down 104. Remember the. Uh, you probably haven't seen the Twilight Zone episode where the guy wanted tomorrow's newspaper today. Oh, that does that does sound familiar. And the guy yeah, somehow yeah. and found his name in the obits, and he kept running around oh. trying to figure out how he died, or he could stop it. That's oh all. my gosh! See, yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah they, 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 Rod certainly knew. If you oh, know yeah. the future, it's just going to do you harm. It's, <laughs> it's probably the truth. <laughs> Nikkei down four forty one point four percent. Hang Seng down three sixty one. 
it's almost 2% is a, a, a new 2023 low. Uh, Shanghai only down 20 points, that's 0.6%, even though some news came out of China, which is not not so hot. I guess their, their uh, manufacturing is not doing as well, and they've got some issues with their um, mortgages, what do you want to call them, um, margin regarding their uh, properties over there, which we all know is happening. DAX down 79, make that 80.5%. FTSE down 20.3%. Kick around down 52.7%. So the one doing very little to the downside is, is the FTSE's hanging there better than anybody else here. Uh, bonds down two basis points, 3.67. Uh, the Bund minus six basis points, 2.28. Japan uh, unchanged at 0.44. Uh, we've got oil well under 70 down. It's down 3% today, 2.29. It's down to 67.17. Just as I said yesterday, it's, it seems comfortable in these low 70s numbers. Well, now now we're high 60s. Uh, Brent down 189.71.65. Natural gas down 3 cents, 2.29. Arbob down 4 cents, 2.55. We've got gold uh, up 290 on 19.60, but it's actually lower than it was this time yesterday morning, even though it says it's up. Silver up 20 cents, 23.44. Copper down 2 cents, 3.63. Uh, we got crypto uh, down 742. That's almost a 3% move in the Bitcoin, 27,086. We got the US dollar on a tear here this morning, up 0.5% against the euro. Euro is well under one, well, 106.8. And the British pound, 123.7. So both of those are down pretty heavy. What do you have for us, Traffic Weather Sports? Yeah, good morning. It's currently 7.37 a.m. on May 31st, 2023. This morning in Chicago, 71 degrees currently. We're hitting a high of 87 today, just around the 1 o'clock hour. Sunny skies currently and for the rest of the week. Down in Phoenix, Arizona, clear skies, 71 degrees currently, a high of 91 later on. In the MLB yesterday, Cubs won their game against the Rays, 2-1. White Sox beat Angels, 7-3. And Diamondbacks won against Rockies, 5-1. The NBA Finals are slated for tomorrow night. Miami Heat set to play Denver Nuggets. As far as season stats go, Miami at 44 wins to Denver's 53. That's in favor of Denver. We'll see how that changes tomorrow night in the first game of the 2023 NBA Finals. That's all for now, Chief. Back to you. I don't see how they deal with this Danchik guy, Russell. I mean, he's just, he's just too good. Just uh, their center. I mean, he's was he, he was a fourth-round draft pick. Russell, something he was—he wasn't even on a high pick. They're, they don't—they don't do a fourth round in the NBA. They only do two. Well, that's right. Well, well, he was not. That's right. What did he say? He was a fourth something. Was he a fourth pick in the second round? He—he he wasn't like a top pick, I don't think. Much. Mm-hmm. Matt, help me out here. Find out where uh, Luka Doncic got got drafted. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just—I'm not. He's—he's yeah, he's the. I'd never heard of him until about three weeks ago. But I don't really watch NBA. Oh, he's been MVP like two years in a row. I mean, he. I tell, like I yeah. said, I don't really watch. I, well, you, you know, know you got you guys were talking about. I know you want to talk about something different, but you were talking about the NIL stuff at the end of the first hour. That's fine. Let's go and there if you want. Every I'm going to tell you every week. I I watch less and less. I mean, I'm I'm quitting on Major League Baseball after the stuff with the Dodgers. Mm. They just you, you, the sports have just money's ruining sports. Politics ruining sports. Sports are basically ruined for me. What's, Let's talk what, about stocks. Wait, wait, what's what specific thing in the Dodgers? There's been a bunch of stuff. Which one turned you off? Well, the I, just the whole going back and forth on the Pride Night thing, and then the group they, you know, it's just. And I'm probably setting myself up to get canceled here. It's not so much the attitude on either side of that thing, as it just is that they're even involved in it as a baseball team. Well, um, you know, I mean, it it just. 
I, I've gone to Pride Night. I went. To, I've been to Pride Night at both. I've been to Pride Day at, at Cubs games. I've been Pride Night at White Sox games. I think it's all kind of fun and everything. But yeah, the, maybe that's the thing is having to have all these different weird ass theme nights to get me to come out to go to a sporting event. Mm. It's not just about the sports anymore. Well, so if it's a sax, if it's dog night, you're not going to bring a little Frenchie. <laughs> uh, and I well, I don't think the Frenchie would do particularly well at. Uh, Dog day at um, U.S. Cellular. Um, maybe, maybe you know my 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 beagle would do very well. Well, my, she'd be the most popular. She'd be the most popular dog out there in the um, in the bleachers. God, well, Audrey's little Maltese, the fourteen-year-old Maltese. She'd be like, "What are you doing here? Why, I, this is my mm-hmm. spot." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the uh, tough guy. No, but that was the, the question. Let's let's finish that one up. Let's, let's dig into the uh, nil thing. But I just I don't. I never had a class, Russell. If you, if I were to ask you to teach a class tomorrow and do research and f- forget about stocks, forget about a stock going up, let's just say what happens if all of a sudden real estate values go up 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to say the, the Fed maybe is behind with money supplies. What does that do? I mean, it clearly increases your wealth effect. It clearly increases uh, a lot of people, let's say the, the smart people who have a credit card balance and have are able to get some discipline in their life instead of paying 20% are going to get a home loan at, at 6 and pay off the credit cards and hopefully slice them up but the, most people don't do that, <laughs> that uh, way, yeah, yeah. That, that's where you just lost it right there yeah that's where I lost it right there it off. Yeah. Yeah. but I'm saying there's it, 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 it can be a benefit but if every single person goes out and grabs the uh, gets a loan and buys a boat or something I mean clearly you've You've added and, to, leverages, and it, leverages themselves yeah, up more. Clearly, you've added no, something. That, I know. mean, that's that. I mean, that's money flowing through the system for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's and and I, that's that is what happens when people, you know, look at their retirement account and they're like, "Holy crap!" I'm you know, I, I maybe I can retire a year earlier, or maybe I can go buy something I really don't need. And unfortunately, number two is the big choice of most people. Well, we've had uh, you know, we've had well-to-do clients. At PTI, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, I'm not going to talk out of school, but there's, there's people that have nice accounts, and instead of screwing around with a, well, screwing around with it, with because we have Nancy on here who's the best I've ever seen at the mortgage broker stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's people that say, hey, write, write me a check out of my out of my brokerage account. They got a you know three million dollar account, and they're buying a forty thousand dollar house on a, on a on a river in Wisconsin or a lake. Just write the check out of you know, do mm-hmm. that. I mean, there's people that do that. I mean, why, do yeah. I mor- why do I need a mortgage? I've got you know all this buying power right here. What? Uh, I mean, Kevin and I were were talking about the shifting gears on the name, image, likeness stuff, and uh, well, you know, part of the thing with the oh, I'm going to talk about you getting canceled. What about me? I'm going to yeah. say that a lot of the uh, pride nights and those kinds of things is there's there's people that just don't like anybody. There's people that don't like anybody different. Uh, there's people who want to be recognized for what they are, and there's people mm-hmm. that are there's people that are accepting of just about everybody, but really maybe don't want to get hit over the head with it every single day. And I, and I almost mm-hmm. put myself in that category. I mean, I've never I've never discriminated against anybody in my life. Why do I have to hear it ten times a day? I mean, what are you, what are you accusing me of? I mean, I I don't know. I just I feel weird about it. I don't know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I. I mean, it's not like I don't like anybody. It's not like I've ever discriminated. Not like I've ever 
wouldn't treat anybody differently. It's the way I was brought up. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sort of getting tired of hearing about it. I mean, uh, is, is, I, where does that put me? I don't know where it puts me. I, you know, it, 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 it I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Just, be, it's like it's in your face every single freaking day. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I would, I would but, never, I would never once not hire mm-hmm. somebody because they were a different color for that. I, I, mean, I would never even yeah, cross my mind. You know, whenever I, I, I take an awful lot of offense whenever I have that that finger pointed at me. Yeah. Um, when you know, I just try to treat everybody exactly the same. But if I just happen to criticize somebody about something. Or, you know, do something they feel like is unfair to them in the classroom. Uh, if they happen to be a minority, I, I more often than not, unfortunately, I've been, you know, you know, have that finger pointed at me and it really upsets me. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, it, I, really, it just, it, I mean, it, 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 it upsets me to the point of, you know, why am I going to put myself in a spot where, you know, I could be blamed for stuff that is just not me? Yeah, I mean, it, anyway, it's a, I don't. Uh, I mean, look, you look at Budweiser; they managed to piss both sides off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now, now yeah. you don't see. And Bud- that, yeah, and that's a yeah. I think uh, I see. And I, it's funny because I, oh, you know, I spend a lot of time on financial Twitter, and one of the things you can, one of the things you can do on Twitter is you can, um, basically exclude words, and like woke is one of the words that I exclude. Where it, I don't see any tweets that have the word "woke" in them. I don't have any. I don't see any tweets that have the word "abortion" in them because that's not. I'm on there to only see where people are talking about financial stuff. So luckily, I can filter you know, some of the topics that I I shouldn't say don't care about, but don't want to hear about. You know, every five minutes of every single day. At least I can filter some of that stuff out. The only thing I I can uh, on the the abortion thing I. I will. Uh, well, as a Catholic, I'm. Uh, everybody knows what my personal feelings are, but that doesn't mean that those mm-hmm. should be legislated. Uh, no, I, absolutely not. But I, I would say that, as as a country, instead, I mean, we have you know 50 states, and then I suppose there's some positives to that. I would really like if if Congress, oh God, if people would get together and just pick a day. On, on the whether it's 12 weeks, 20 weeks, 15 weeks, nine weeks, you know, well into the thing where you know you're pregnant, make up your mind. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to disparage any woman. I don't want to disparage any fetus. I just let's pick it. We we don't need 50 arguments every time a government changes or a state governor changes. What, what are we going to do for this? Is this going to go on for like two or three centuries? I mean, I just I just find gotcha. the whole thing. I mean, I. I would not want to be the person that picks. I would never want to tell a lady that she shouldn't be able to do this or that. I mean, it's her back. I get the whole thing, but somewhere along the line, I mean, I you can't have somebody going to jail in this piece of property. If you cross that piece of property, all of a sudden now it's, it's 100% okay and come on over, we're making money. I, the, the thought of that happening going into the future, Russell, I just talk about chaos on a subject. You know, I, you know, I, don't, I don't know if I was a fan of Roe versus Wade. I'm not... All I know is it yeah. kept things somewhat sane, whether it was right or wrong. I, you know, I have my own views, which nobody cares about. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, the idea that we're going to fight about this every 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 legislator is I mean, if Illinois were to turn Republican, all of a sudden the first thing on the agenda is, oh no, now we're no we're no longer an abortion state. We're, God, there's 50 states, Russell. Are we going to do this all the time? 
uh, over and over and over again. Yeah. So we are, and the, the, there's a positive to that one, which I, I'm a, you know, I'm a big proponent of. You know, states getting to run themselves to a certain point, you know, the way they want to run themselves. And, you know, if Alabama wants to run themselves very differently than California, well, that's good for people in Alabama and that's good for people in California. People from those two different states are very different people. Well, yeah, except if you're going to go, I don't know, you and I get to, you know, you get conflict. The reason why I love talking to you is because you don't have a whole lot of absolutes and neither do I. I mean, we have our Mm -hmm. moral absolutes, what's right and wrong. I think we're both pretty strong on. But I don't, you know, on the one hand, you like to see states have some rights. On the other hand, you get on a, on a plane in New York and fly to San Francisco, you can't be looking out the right side of the plane. Well, something's illegal over there, and over here it's not. I mean, we're not, we're not that different. Well, it's always been yeah. like that. I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is now, it, yeah. if but you're going to do not this, for major stuff, it's for minor stuff. Like, you know, I when know. I was in, um, when I was in high school, the drinking age in Tennessee went up before right. it went up in um, Mississippi, and I lived eight miles from Mississippi. Guess well, you know. Guess yeah. where the first stop was every, oh, God, yeah. every Friday night before we went out. Oh yeah, but what, what I'm saying right, is, sir. when you have dramatic changes like in this abortion thing, I remember, I think that possession of marijuana was like mandatory, like serious jail time in Texas, when other places had it as a misdemeanor. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that's a little yeah. that's a little bit of a stretch. You know, when some poor kid ends up in Texas in well, jail. Good God, dude! Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I, if if I have you know a little thing of gummies that I bought around the corner, um, nothing's going to happen to me in Illinois if I happen to forget to take them out of my backpack and you know get pulled over down in Indiana. Um, I might be going to jail for something yeah. that I bought at a retail store. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, so yeah, I mean, I did, there's. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it's something, but I mean, if you're going to go that route, I mean, we could expand on this for another two hours. I mean, if you're going to go that route, uh, is somebody in southern Illinois or somebody growing lettuce in California, he may he may be more like the person in Alabama or southern Illinois than the person in San Francisco. I mean, would you would you, I mean, if we we're going to do real states' rights and have people with different stuff to do, would we re- redraw the states? You ever mm-hmm. see? Uh, I read. Long, long, long time ago. God, I think it was in grad school. Somebody said if we had to do the states today, we would do them a lot different. I mean, it's the state, there would be a state where Chicago is that would encompass, encompass everybody from probably Toledo to Milwaukee or Green Bay, going down about 50 miles, and then you would have a state that's agricultural, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, and some of Ohio. That would be a mm-hmm. state. I mean, why, why do you force the people in Effingham to have the same legislators as the people in Chicago. They have nothing to do with each other. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they do not have anything to do with each other. Um, I, and I'm sure they, they would love to split themselves into a different state, but they're in the border that they're in. The, you know, that they're yeah. in. So, but every time, the, the, the beauty of when we talk, I think, or, or maybe it's not the beauty for listeners, I think it is, every time somebody brings up a question, it brings up another question. Oh yeah, no. We could, uh, it, it, and everything is more complex than it, it appears to be. There's uh, always more to something. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's why every time a major, de- even a minor decision is made, uh, it has a ripple effect on you know all kinds of other, you know, all kinds of other things that you just don't anticipate. It's why government getting overly involved in our lives is 
net in my mind a bad thing. Oh sure, because the un- unintended consequences of different rules, it, it just you know it blows me away. What do you what do you think, uh, Russell? Just in terms of we we talk all the time, and I was mentioning my nephew earlier because they're trying to hire a couple of people at their place. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really want to offend anybody, although I guess I'm going to, but not on an individual level. Um, and I, I try never to do that. Uh, the how, how can you have all these quote labor shortages, which you know I think people say there are, and not look there and say, for God's sake, we've got Matt. Why don't you see, see me look at how many how many people in this country are in some sort of law enforcement? From private security in buildings to private security someplace, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's three hundred fifty thousand. I'll take a guess. Police forces plus private people plus uh, TSA. Uh, this is according to the first uh, responses uh, on Wikipedia. Uh, there are more than eight hundred thousand sworn law uh, enforcement officers now serving in the United States. Um, That's about one out of every four hundred people. Mm. Well, but how many people in the labor force? And these are talking about able-bodied people. Oh, in the labor force, is it 60, 70 million, somewhere in that range? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, it, I, I don't, does that include private security? I bet it doesn't. I don't believe so. Yeah, no, probably, no. And it probably doesn't really include probably doesn't include TSA either at 60,000. Uh, it does include uh, federal law enforcement agencies, which, which is at 137,000. Wow. Mm. Wow. Of those 800,000. But we wonder, I mean, I, I guess... If you go to the trading floor now, I haven't been there forever, so I'm just talking to people. Too. People tell me, don't they have? I've been there. Don't they have people? <laughs> so you can ask me. Don't they have people from Finra like surrounding the pit, watching people? They don't have people. They they're not surrounding the pit, but there are a handful of them on the floor watching what's going on. Now, what a waste! We didn't need that. Um. You don't think having three or four people on the floor watching, making sure everything's on the up and up is, is worthwhile? I think we were designed before that if somebody if somebody did something wrong, the people in the pit were pissed off because they got cheated. Yeah, but you got to go back to all that stuff uh, that, that you know, it's, it's not the people in the pit that are being cheated. It's making sure people out off the floor aren't being cheated. Well, okay, but I'm saying that. Yeah, we, and, and, and we had an issue with that back in the late 80s. Well, there were, there were there were there were always issues. I mean, uh, yeah, where, where there's, I you know wherever I, I love one of my one of my professors at Memphis State, one of the best ones I had. Um, he would talk about you know people doing things you know, illegally, and he said, you know, you're in this business where there's a giant trough of money flowing on by, and and it's very difficult not to reach in there if you think nobody's looking and grab some of it. Okay, but now we have a, a, an industry, I don't want to get into this too much, but we have an industry that's totally based on preference and kickback. Right now. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. it's designed as a crooked institution right now. At least in our day, it was designed as a straight institution, and maybe did some people take advantage somewhere along the line? Probably. I could name yeah. a few names. But I'll take that over this at any time. That was at least a straight game. This isn't. What isn't? The current thing. When you, the uh, current. Sending orders to some dark hole someplace and getting paid for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, payment for order flow. Well, oh, I'm yeah. saying, but, it, but it's, yeah. you wouldn't pay for it if it wasn't preferenced. Nobody, exactly. nobody would pay for the order flow in, you're an, pay, in an auction. You're paying, to be, you're paying to be at the front of the line. And, yeah. 
do a yay or nay for trades. But uh, basically nobody that basically nobody else gets to see. Well, I, I guess my point is you, you can't have somewhere along the line, like my my nephew's place is trying to hire an inspector. They know they need somebody to check up on some people's work because you know, and it's it's just something you need to do. Now, but you also mm-hmm. can't have for every welder, you can't have somebody standing there watching them. There's not enough no. room. I mean, so you, there's a there's a common sense mode to this someplace, and I don't, you know, I mean, I, w- I would love to see the the board of trade. If you walk in there, if you over there tonight to have uh, a cocktail, which if you were here, I would. I'm not going tonight, but I'm saying you're going to see mm-hmm. four to six security people just standing there. Oh yeah, well, and that that's. More re- that's a more recent phenomenon. You're, and you're talking about the, the walkway through the building there, right? Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the one at 175, but it was 90% occupied. There was one guy in the middle. Now it's 20% yeah, well, occupied, and there's 20, there's not 20, there's five people down there. And I think that part of that's a function of um, Chicago. Well, but it's, it's, it's a waste. These are all young, pleasant people. Oh yeah, they're so nice. They say yeah. good morning to you. There's yeah. These are not they're not these are not the dregs of society at all. But these are people I'd no. love to have working for me in like a real job. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean part part of our, our issue with the with the, we, we we skip around, Russell, but we're really not skipping around. These are all the same problems that mm-hmm. I do have to ask you a little bit. I mean, I know you're and I don't want you doing any anything where all of a sudden I see your name in lights here. Uh mm-hmm. but your your buddy, um Jamie Dimon went over to China, and now he, of course, he's oh my god, yeah, and then all he's doing is talking about how we got to get together and blah blah blah. Why? Why is the financial industry telling us that we need to go uh, invest in China, while at the same time anybody that uses China for anything, uh, as far as supply chain goes, is trying to figure out anywhere but China to create their stuff. Well, I mean, I guess. Where, where, I mean, which, which one is right? We don't, we've only the got one, two minutes. You know, one whose direct profitability <laughs> is based on, uh, you know, how Chinese manufacturing is going, and you just said that, that it looked yeah. like there was a big flowing in it. Well, part of it's, you know, any company that's got operate. You can't tell me that any gra- any company worth a grain of salt in the last two or three years has not sat down at some point, either internally or with a consultant, and said. Okay, what do we do in China that we can do somewhere else? Well, I think that the that this is what because, uh, try to get Dan to talk about tomorrow because he's going to be in but, studio. But at the same time, you got people like Ray Dalio and, and those guys telling us that you know we should be investing in China right now. You know what? I've been short China all year, and I'm up uh, because with, with leverage, I'm up just under a hundred percent. Wow. Well, I mean, don't tell you know. So don't don't tell me it's, it, that people should be investing. I don't get there's this is I'm not a huge conspiracy person, but somebody's got pictures of some really powerful people doing weird stuff. I also well, I, I, think, I can't I can't come up with a real reason, or, or th- and this is probably the truth. The Chinese government has so much uh, in capital locked up internally, and they're not releasing it to these guys. That they've got these guys over a barrel and they're saying, "Hey, I think you should well, be investing about, in China right now." How about something? Because I can't re- believe they believe that. Well, we got we got a dash here, but how about something real simple? All that we've talked about, I haven't talked about it for a while. Maybe next week. You know, maybe I'll, I'll get some out of Dan tomorrow. All this dollar-denominated Chinese debt, 
there's got to be some people here that are real nervous. And they, and they oh, don't, God. You, you should be beyond nervous. Yeah. You should be panic-stricken. Okay, and I'm saying those people are, are real people. They're not like you and me. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. people that have access. And, profi- and the other thing is they're supposedly professional. But well, yeah. Well, they're going to say, I don't, I don't give a crap if these guys are enslaving people. I want my money. <laughs> right? Exactly. Anyway. And that, that is, I, I, I assume that's the core of why you've got what, sh- what I consider some really smart people, or who I consider some really smart people, um, you know, doing, telling us to do something that I think is really stupid. Well, mm-hmm. and I think... Well, Diamond knows who these people are. So, anyway, Russell, yeah. thank you. Uh, um, we still got to do some stuff. Uh, I want to see you soon. SP Futures yeah, down. I get down. T- I get down there. Yeah, thanks, Russell. SP Futures down twenty-one. Nasdaq Futures down seventy-three. Back tomorrow. Stocks and Jacks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex, offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. And we hear very little and we understand even less.